What's up, lads? Oi. What up, lads? Fucking A, man. I'm uh, hey. finally hungover, and now I know what it feels like to be Chase. Oh, good one. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm in the same boat, brother. I can't deny that. Fuck, after hot. the TCU game had me fucking myself drinking, <gasps> drinking myself into a coma. <laughs> I think he would have graduated from there or something. It's his whole life. It's all good, man. Happy for you. Good win, Cole. Oh, man. Happy Sundays. Happy Sundays. Happy Sundays from Cole over there. One's down. Cole, One's why down. are you so happy? What, what happened yesterday? How are you feeling this morning, Cole? A lot of good things. A lot of good things happened yesterday. What, like, like what? Shit. I don't know who uh, you're talking about. Yeah. I don't want. I, I think you know exactly who I'm talking about. USC lost. Or I'm sorry, USC won. USC should have lost. lost. Yeah, they should have lost. Hold on. We haven't even done a really quick intro. Do you want to take care of that, Cole? Yeah. I can take care of it. Uh, what is this? Episode 7 now? Episode 7, the Rub and Tubs Episode podcast. Episode 7. Post, my, Red uh, River, post Red River weekend. <laughs> my uh, my revenge episode. I'm coming for receipts today. I'm not holding back. Boomer Sooner. <laughs> Dude, you should uh, play his fucking voice memo. Bro, look at Brayden's forehead. What are you doing, Brayden? <laughs> That's all he sees your forehead. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I'm just wearing this old ass hat that actually I got in Austin, Texas. We can't even see it. It's we can't like, even see it. Uh, <laughs> it says, this is stone. It's from a fucking thrift shop, so it's me being trendy, I guess. So. <laughs> okay, Theo. <laughs> That's but yeah, so episode, episode seven, Rub and Tubs, uh, big uh, Oklahoma revenge episode, Red River rivalry. I assume we're going to probably talk about that quite a bit. Uh, maybe give a little bit of insight on the uh, downfall of Lincoln Riley. I'd like to talk about that today. I would love to talk about that right <laughs> now. I think we should talk about that first. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a, there's a couple of awesome games that happened this weekend. I feel like we, of course, like we're probably going to cover, you know, the Red River game. That Arizona uh, USC finish last night, the Miami finish. Um, apparently, Notre Dame lost. Georgia finally handled some business. I mean, shit. Do we want to just jump into it with Red River? Yeah. Okay. Cole, uh, let's let you talk about this. How you feel? Oh my How you goodness. feel after the game? That was one of the best performances from the Oklahoma Sooners I think I've seen in my lifetime, and we still left. 17 21 points on the board um my god i did you guys see the goal line stand yeah yeah four and that was dude that was vintage oklahoma football vintage oklahoma defense that's what we've been missing that's what we didn't have with lincoln riley that's what we have now with brent venables a defense that can hold up in the trenches 
we saw throughout four quarters, Oklahoma's offensive and defensive line ran the line of scrimmage all day long. Yeah. Defense made Quinn Ewers – I mean, I, I will say he did have still a good stat line outside of the two interceptions and the fumble. I mean, mm-hmm. he was extremely accurate. But let's not let's not look too far into that because no, it was there, I there think were... you and I talked about this. 95% of those passes that he completed were either behind the line of scrimmage or five yards down the field. Yeah, to give a little a, a little context for you guys, um, Chase and Braden, like Cole, I'd found this. It was like one of those depth chart, not not a depth chart. Um, what would you even call that, that graphic, Cole? It was basically like, where you could visually see where Quinn Ewers has been putting all of his passes and like his completion percentage from like zero to 10 yards, 10 to 20 yards, 20 plus. And I'd seen this, I'd seen before the game. I don't know if he completed how many of these he completed, but before the game I'd seen it. He only, he'd only completed four passes this whole season that were over 20 yards. Three of those came against Bama. One of them came against Baylor. I, 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 again, I don't know how many he completed against Oklahoma just because I was half drunk for that game. Like, I was at Katie Trail. <laughs> I, was, I was at Katie Trail having the, the time of my life myself just because I was surrounded by burnt orange, and it was a great game. Um, but, yeah, dude, I, I mean, we also, I also saw on this sheet, though, that, like, he would go 27 of 30 or 28 of 30 uh, on passes behind the line of scrimmage, which is why, like, some people were calling him, like, a screen pass merchant or something. But I don't yeah, know. I he mean, didn't, yeah. He didn't have any – I think the I think the biggest chunk play they had, and I might be wrong about this, was that um, on fourth down when they went for it, I want to say it was in either the first or second – I think it was in the first quarter still, where they went for it on fourth down in their territory – or in Oklahoma territory. Um, and I think it was that – Gun, I think his name is Gunner Helm. Yeah, it's Gunner. I think it's Gunner Helm. He didn't. He didn't play a ton leading up to the season. He was yeah, mainly he kind of like a, a blocker. Big tight end. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was a huge, huge play. And and to be fair, that was just blown coverage. Um, he's usually blocking for Texas. Mm-hmm. He's not ever really in a position where he's catching balls. Um, but with Jatavion Sanders being, I mean, he played, but he was limited for sure. Oklahoma definitely should have picked up on the fact that maybe they try and throw in a couple of other tight ends and, and look for them. And Gunnar Helm was, was by far um, like their the guy that they went to at tight end yesterday. Mm-hmm. I mean, they went to him a couple of times and he had, he had a couple of big plays. Yeah, um, I, I, But even I, that pass, I mean, that was wide open, maybe 15 yards, and then he just ran into the end zone. Well, I want to, I want to, I want to say a lot of, I feel like a lot of the yards that he racked up were also yards after the catch. Like it was yeah, like he didn't have any big throws down the field. It was, was all over the middle, curl routes, screens, Whittington, flats. Man, that's, all, that's what he used. Yeah, yeah. Braden. Yeah, yeah. Braden's. I was about to say the same thing, Braden. Like there was, I feel like there was a couple times where Jordan Whittington, uh, like he would, I don't know, he'd snag it maybe like eight to ten yards from the line of scrimmage, and then the majority of the yards were just yards after the catch, but. Um, yeah, also, uh, we didn't really get to introduce Braden again. Appearance number two from our, our polite Theo Vaughn here. Uh, welcome back, Braden. Um, 
Good to see your head, Brady. Good, good to have you back again. What are what are your thoughts on on Red River? I mean, I don't know if you caught, caught the whole game, but I'm kind of curious yeah. to see like what your thoughts are and, and what you want to dive into. Yeah, well, I think uh, Xavier Worthy, I think, is a very clear cut we, receiver number two. I think Whittington is the by far the uh, the best uh, receiver on that. Um, hold up, hold up. You think Jordan Whittington is wide receiver number one over Xavier Worthy on Texas? What about A.D. Yeah. Mitchell? Nah, I think Whittington, honestly, dude, he's so much more reliable. And the thing is, is like he's bigger and his, and his yak are is almost inevitable. If you're throwing a screen to him, he's going to get yards. You'll see so many times that they'll make contact with him the second he catches it on the – line of scrimmage and he's still going to get positive yardage um oh God, and i think Bro- brooks oh is the running back dude he single he kept texas in the game he ate i don't agree with i think that the line was definitely won by oklahoma but i don't think it's as dominant as cole thinks it is the if you look at it, Brooks had one hell of a day. That man ate. So I think that it was between Whittington and Brooks that kept them alive. And I think they were making Ewers look much better than he was, and they were relieving a lot of pressure off of him. So, But I think OU looked great. I think it was a Dylan Gabriel show, and he was orchestrating things more so than Quinn Ewers was being – uh, orchestrating Quinn was more just being carried, but uh, I think he was Dylan showing Gabriel, up in, when it when it was clutch time. Yeah, no, I think he had a lot of poise, standing in the pocket, and still keeping his eyes downfield. Had amazing scrambles. I mean, the scrambles were he was dicing them up. So yeah, that was uh, impressive. It was what I guess he. I I didn't think he was capable of that. I thought that they kind of got a bust from UCF when he transferred there and he kind of proved me wrong. So yeah, I was very uh, surprised by his performance. Uh, You're not the only one he's proven wrong right now. He's proven everyone wrong. Hey, um, when did uh, Coach Prime become a Sooner? Oh, okay. Yeah, Yeah, I like that. I like the Coach Prime Oklahoma Sooner look. Good, man. Well, you know let what? Me just, I let did. me add. Let me let me add something on to what Braden just said real quick because he he said that the the line of scrimmage like wasn't as glaring as what I said. Let me let me be clear. Texas is a very good football team. I think that they still belong in the top ten. If I'm being totally honest. Um, yeah. But I, if I said Oklahoma dominated the line of scrimmage, I, I don't mean they clearly just dominated the entire game. But they did win the line of scrimmage through the majority of the game. It was very close in the trenches, but Oklahoma did hold up better when it mattered, and that's that's what I meant. I I didn't I didn't mean that they just flat out dominated them. I meant when it mattered, Oklahoma showed up more, especially in the trenches. I think I think the, the key, yeah the the key plays on both sides of the ball, and and like this is something that I even saw like Texas fans saying like during the game. I think. After those first two picks, um, like I'd even heard a couple of people say, like 
oh, wow, like I didn't realize like Oklahoma's defense and like their defensive line was actually going to give us this much trouble. Just And again, dude, we talked about this like a couple, for a couple weeks about how no one was going to be talking about Oklahoma because they haven't played anyone that's like a real, real test up until this one. Um, but, dude, they I mean, they took care of business every single game prior to this one, like both on defense yep. and on offense. And we talked about this last week, Cole, when you said who, would, who do you I think has the better offense – and I said, I think by a hair, Oklahoma has a better overall offense just because they they can find consistency. They're more clutch in like those crunch time moments. Um, I like Dylan Gabriel like for four quarters more than Ewers. Not to say that Ewers didn't also have a good game like what you were saying, but those three turnovers that he had, they I mean they inevitably I mean they you could make the argument that they cost them the game. Like they could have arguably maybe won the game had it not been for those. Yeah. Um, then again, Oklahoma also left their own points off the board. So you never know. Right. But I uh, did. Yeah. Going back to what Braden was saying about Dylan Gabriel and his ability to scramble. I, there was that one scram or not. It wasn't even a scramble. I think I, I, it may have been a designed quarterback run. The one where he took off for like 40 or 50 yards. Had he been a little bit faster, he would have just taken it to the house, but it was like those types oh, yeah. of plays those types of plays, I was like, wow, like, yeah, like, I, I I, was one of the people who was a little bit more high on Dylan Gabriel. Like, I wasn't a non-believer, but I definitely think he's surpassing my expectations, at least, because, I mean, his ability to just orchestrate the game. I mean, he was protecting the ball. There wasn't really a feeling that he was ever going to turn the ball over. Um, yeah, they, they looked good on, on both sides of the ball, I would say. Well, this goes back to kind of what I said. I can't remember what episode it, it was, but or maybe it was off camera that I said this to you. Uh, I think I said it to you too, Chase. Dylan Gabriel, in order for Oklahoma to hit like 10 and 2, Dylan Gabriel doesn't need to play elite every single game. Yeah. No. Because their their schedule is like and I'll be the first to admit, Oklahoma has a very winnable schedule from here on out. Who do you have uh, like big big game wise left left? Uh, I at, at BYU that's a win. Um, at TCU at the end of the year, I think. Yeah, that the no, that game's in Norman. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, in, in Norman against TCU at the end of the year. But I, I love TCU. They're my they're my second team. I mean, obviously alumni, but like, they don't look good. We they look don't know how good. Did they play? Yeah. I, I do not. I do not think that they're going to challenge Oklahoma. No. I think they, he, yeah. he, here's what I was kind of saying though is that. Dylan Gabriel doesn't need to be elite for Oklahoma to go ten and two, but no. what you're seeing is is Dylan Gabriel is playing elite, and they're six and zero, and they very well might win out the rest of the season and reach twelve and zero going into the Big Twelve Championship. I That's think what it, you get when Dylan Gabriel is playing elite. I don't think it's out of the question either to like see Dylan Gabriel uh, in New York for the Heisman ceremony for that reason, just because. The schedule is very winnable, so he's not gonna. I don't. I don't. Again, we don't know. Like we like the future comes with no guarantees, but I don't see a game on that schedule. I don't see more than one loss, and that and that's like if I'm being generous. Like if I give Oklahoma like one drop, like where they have just an off game against someone and they don't show up, but I don't see that. And I think for that reason, if Oklahoma ends up going eleven and one, probably twelve and zero in the regular season, like I don't think it's out of the question that Dylan Gabriel is just in. New York for the Heisman ceremony because how many touchdowns does he have now? Like sixteen and only one pick. Uh, he has, I believe, he has two interceptions. But when you say t- do you mean total touchdowns? 
Well, total touchdowns is probably up to like twenty he's, or so, but I think I think passing touchdowns he has like yeah, passing touchdowns he has like I want I want to say he had like fifteen before yesterday. Um, no, I thought he had seventeen. I might be wrong. I don't, know. I don't know, but either way, he's putting like Heisman numbers up. You know, like he's taking care of business. So, ah uh, man, it's I think that rematch in Arlington is going to be really good. Um, obviously, like the team that loses the first the first game usually gets 16. the better of the second one but, and gets the rematch. But I, I, I was telling Cole, dude, I, I don't know about you guys, but I could see Oklahoma very well just winning that game again just because I, I really do believe in the fact that they're a good top five team, top four you're, probably. You're saying if they uh, play again in the Big 12 championship? Yeah, because usually the Big 12 championship, there's been multiple years where the winner of the first game loses the rematch. TCU lost to K-State in the rematch. I think Baylor, when they won the Big 12 championship, they lost to Oklahoma State in the regular season. When Oklahoma beat Texas in the Big 12 championship, Texas had beaten them in the regular season. Um, TCU, Kansas State. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's been a couple instances. The, I mean, uh, uh, then again, though, Utah beat USC twice last year. Oklahoma beat TCU twice in 2017. So it's it's not a guarantee. I think Oklahoma is definitely built for it. So we'll see. But, yeah, yeah. good weekend hey, for the Sooners. You know, I'm a little salty that Dylan Gabriel's not a Bruin because UCLA could use a fucking quarterback right now. But yeah, well, the guy, just the other day, you were saying that you were saying, fuck Dylan Gabriel, fuck this, fuck that. <laughs> like, I was trying to get in your head for the week. I'm happy he's not at UCLA. I'm just kidding, man. The mm. guy fucking balled out yesterday. And man, honestly, he did pull out those receipts. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm looking let me, for the Let receipt. me ask you a question. Te- who, who, Braden, Chase, who did you guys take in that game? I, uh, I, well, I, I was rooting for a fair game, you know. I, um, yeah, if but, everyone want to have fun, that's what I just, yeah, I just <laughs> I wanted a participation game, but you know, since there mm. has to be a winner, I, I was I, I did take Texas. I did, mm. and mm. Um, I did. You, you know what? America. Yeah, I think that a lot of the public was on Texas. I think it was it closed at three and a half or two and a half. Can, can we go on record? And do, do you guys believe me now when, when I say trust oh, me on shit. Oklahoma games? Yeah, I mean it's. No. But Cole, you're gonna say that for every single game. <laughs> you're gonna say that on every single game, no matter who they're playing. You know, that's but, not true necessarily because I, I remember Cole. Won't. I remember. I genuinely I remember, won't. No, no, yeah, no. I I'll back you up, Cole. I remember last year when Oklahoma started out poor. They lost to K State and then they lost to TCU, like in back to back games. I want to say, and I and I remember Cole was the first one to text me and be like, "Dude, it, I think this team's just ass. I think they're yeah. just ass. Like I don't even think they're. You didn't even say like make an excuse for them being unlucky." Um, and then sure enough, they ended up being ass. So I, I believed in them. I believed in the students just by the way. So I'm going to put that out there. I've been believing since like week one or week two. And I, I, we talked about this Cole. I know off like outside of the podcast I we kept talking about, or I kept saying how Oklahoma was going to keep going into the radar until this week, because this would be the first big win. And, um, yeah. I said last year. I was like, this is not a good team. Before the season even began, I was like, I do not have high expectations for this team. Going into this year, I, I knew the, the changes that we made, the, the competitive depth that we now have on our team. That's, that's another reason why I think Oklahoma won yesterday was because of the depth on the roster. Yes, Texas has 
uh, a couple of players that stand out and that are overall better than Oklahoma. You look at Xavier Worthy. You look at Jordan Whittington, Aiden Mitchell. Um, Brooks. They're, they're running back, Jonathan Brooks. Um, I would have said Quinn Ewers uh, outside of what just happened yesterday, but now I, I say Dylan Gabriel is the better quarterback there. Quinn Sewers, um, you mean? Yeah, Quinn Sewers. But the overall depth of the team, when you look at the entire roster, I just don't have anybody outside of, of, of those receivers that I just named in the wide receiver room. Oklahoma, who, who caught the game-winning pass yesterday? Nick um, Anderson. Nick Anderson Nick caught the game-winning Anderson. pass. Six touchdowns on the year on, like, nine catches. He is going to be elite next What's year. That? He What's might that? even end up He might even end up breaking out and being uh, elite by the end of the year. But I didn't know. We still have Jaleel Farouk, Drake Stoops, G Freaky, Gavin Freeman, uh, freaking Andrell Anthony, who I hope is going to be okay. It looked like he had a pretty bad injury yesterday. But the depth behind Andrell Anthony is still solid. And overall across the board on the offensive line. You saw you saw us lose two offensive linemen yesterday. We had we had a freshman in and a, a first year transfer come in to, to play offensive line when two other guys went out. And both of them were arguably the standout players on the offensive line. Texas had injuries too, but their replacements didn't show out outside of maybe Gunnar Helm. He had a great game, kind of came in and, and relieved a little bit off Jatavion Sanders. Um but across the board, the, the safety position, we didn't we didn't allow any large chunk plays, anything over 20 yards in terms of down the field passes. Our safeties, Peyton Bowen is still a freshman, forced a, pumble, uh, a fumble recovery yesterday. He has two pump blocks on the season. The, the depth across the board at Oklahoma is far and above that of any other team in the Big 12 at least. Yeah. Yeah, Danny Stutzman um, might be the Danny Stutzman might be the best linebacker in college football. Yeah, I mean, I think Anthony Hill, man, that guy is an absolute freak. Wait, so I know we've been talking about this game for twenty minutes. I will say this because I know you have the receipts. Cole Boomer, Boomer Sooner, respect, good win, good team oh. win. Oklahoma is legit. I will show me. Show he's, me. Horns down. Get this on record, horns down. I am a believer in Oklahoma this year, especially with a favorable <laughs> schedule. Um, rooting for you. I have the receipts, Cole. And, you know, your mom was giving me shit for it, too. So, Rhonda, I know you're listening. Mm-hmm. Boomer sooner, Rhonda. I respect it. Can we please talk about USC? Dude, Let's yeah. Let's please Let's talk about how, how horrible. I want to hear, hear Braden's take because Braden, I think, follows yeah. the Pac-12. Outside of Chase, probably the most out of Luis and I. Yeah. Dude, I mean, there's just USC just has all the weapons on offense, but I mean, if I think that it's like <clears throat> I watched the whole game, just USC's defense is soft. That's just it, and that's just what you get with Lincoln Riley. It's Arizona State hung in there, and now granted they played with C like C well yesterday as well, but like. CU, I think, is completely fraudulent um, outside of Shadour and Travis Hunter, who's absent. So I don't know if that says a lot that Arizona State hung in there with them. Uh, that's just what I think the general theme of the Pac-12 is, and that, this is a little side note. It's just that right now defense is not 
exist it's non-existent in the Pac-12. It's just all gas and no breaks for offense. But I I do have to say something outside of UCLA. UCLA is all defense and no offense. They they have no offense. They have a quarterback, true freshman who is scoring more points for the other team than he is for the Bruins, but they're getting it done. So, but I would agree outside of UCLA I There's guess Oregon no State's not bad defensive-wise, but... No, yeah, they at least have an offense, though. UCLA has no offense, but... Yeah, USC, yeah. I mean, you go down 17-0 at home against this backup quarterback, and they were, you know, they shouldn't have won that game, and they can't cover a spread. You know, every week you got SC's favored by three touchdowns, and, you know, you're going to triple overtime with a team you should be beating by 50. So I just... I, you know, as a... As a true Boomer Sooner myself, favorite by twenty one. As a true Boomer Sooner fan, you know I, I I'm a believer, and as a UCLA fan, I love to see that SC is not a good team. I mean, their record says they're six and zero, but I, I'm just saying they've had a really favorable schedule, and you know yeah. they're not their defense. Grinch is probably the worst defensive coordinator in college football, and the fact that he hasn't been fired is unreal. But um, Caleb I Williams hope, just single handedly willed his way to. The win. Yeah. He had he Absolutely. played terrible. He was they started out with his first like two or three drives. He was one for six passing. Mm. Um and I think he finished the night or was going in about I think he finished his uh regular uh four quarter time in the game with being like twelve for eighteen, hundred and ninety yards passing at one touchdown, but he had three rushing touchdowns at yeah, that those were point. Clutch. Yeah. And he so like all he does is just he just scrambles. He has no help on the offensive line. It's no. Patrick, None. Patrick Mahomes like but like I guess like on crack is what he looks like back there just freaking out being has to be twitchy and find the right guy. Um, Actually, I like that comparison. It's it's like Patrick Mahomes at A and M. I mean, I know that they're undefeated, and I know that their record tech. shows that they're better. I'm sorry, yeah, Tech. tech yeah, Tech. Uh, that they're better than when he was at Tech. But that's what it reminds me of: is that it's it's Patrick Mahomes and nobody else. Yeah. Like it's, I, I said this yesterday. I think that Caleb Williams is probably the best football player in America. But you cannot expect. One single man. I, he's not God, bro. Like, you cannot expect him to come in for 12 weeks and then go into a conference championship game or a bowl game or a playoff game and do that 12 times in a row. Like, you can't expect him to physically carry an entire team for an entire season. Like, Lincoln Riley. I will say, is great. Um, and I don't know his name. Lincoln Riley have... has always had a good run game. He's always had a good run. Game. Yeah, and and yeah, their running back is good. I'll give him that. And they have Jerry Rice's son, but he's nowhere to be found. Um, they got the uh, Williams is a good receiver. He's pretty. He's a stud. Uh, Rice he, is a stud. He's fast. Um, Brand. Yeah. That whatever that kid from oh, the freshman. freshman from, Zach, yeah. Zachariah. That a, yeah. That guy's a freak. So like that's the thing. Like they're good, but like they like on their own accord. Like they will do things like individually, but there's no connection from center snapping the ball to Caleb getting the ball to Caleb distributing them and there's no flow or rhythm there it's like Zachariah Branch on punt or kick returns or 
It's their running back just getting the ball handed off and then him doing things. Like, there's just no uh, congruency. It's just them doing things on an individual thing. And it's, the team is very individual performance-based. It's 100%. It's honestly, like, I know this might be a crazy comparison, but it's like Chino Hills, like, the basketball team, like, how they just straight fucking offense. All right. Yeah. I'm saying their whole logic is we're just going to outscore you. You know, they're not going to – it's crazy to say. I know it's a different sport, but they have no defense, and I really can't wait till they get exposed. And Chino uh, Hills. Boomer Sooner is all I have to say. Boomer Sooner. Chino Hills, yeah. I'll say I'll say this about USC, and then we can move on to a different game. Um, one thing that Oklahoma fans like always had kind of a grudge against Lincoln Riley for, and he still is this type of person. He he doesn't believe in a special teams coach. He believes that they're unnecessary. Uh, that's not that. that's not like something I've made up. Like that's that's straight from his mouth that he does not believe that a special teams coach is necessary. And what did you see them do do yesterday? Well, first it was that squib kick, which oh my god, gave me so many flash like Vietnam flashbacks of the Rose Bowl. <laughs> oh my fucking god, bro! I nearly had a heart attack when I saw him pull out a fucking squib kick again. Vietnam. I was like, you've got to be, ki- you cannot still be doing this. And even the announcers were like, what is he doing? Why are you calling a squib kick going into halftime? There's still time on the board, and you're you're losing. Or maybe they were up at that point. But still, like, you could have let them go down the field and score. If that's a better team, if that's not Arizona that they were playing yesterday, if that's Oregon or Washington or Washington State, even UCLA, that they're putting at least three points up on the board after that squid yeah. kick. And then Notre secondly, Dame. what happened at the end of the game? They should have won off that field goal. Yeah, but yeah I got blocked. <laughs> your special teams is, is underperforming. And that's what happens yeah. when you don't have a special teams coach. So well, you can't even feel yeah. you can't even feel bad for him at that point. No, not at no. all. I don't feel bad because they're they're fraudulent. They are fraudulent. And... I think um, I think USC is maybe like the fifteenth best team in the country right now. If that, like, I, I just think it's unacceptable for you to think to be or to want to be that good and have all the talent that you do, but then have the ninety eighth ranked defense in the country like that's just they probably crazy. dropped after yesterday yeah oh they they should and i don't i don't think the ap poll is dude it's so funny oh man i i can't wait for for this feud that uh carter and cole are about to have for whenever oh, carter carter comes on if he decides to come on shout out carter um because he was flexing the ranking. Carter. I love you, by the way. I love because, you, Carter. It was funny because I remember they were chirping back and forth in the Instagram like comment section of Rub and Tubs, and he was talking about like, "Look at the rankings, bud. Like, what did the rankings say? Well, shit. What did I say? What did dude, I say? Men said, lie, dude. women lie, and the AP poll sure as hell lies. Well, yeah. that is not the ninth best team in the country. That's not. That's not even the tenth. That's not the eleventh, twelfth. That's Dude, maybe the fifteenth best team. Could you country. imagine? Could you imagine the things if they were? I mean, and we're gonna see this anyways because they still have to play Oregon, Washington, Notre Dame, Bro, UCLA, like some really Notre tough games. Dame. But could yeah. you imagine what what Texas yesterday would have done to <laughs> USC? Oh Dude. man, any team above them in the rankings would have completely Whoa. exposed them yesterday. 
They, they were exposed. Let's let's face it. They were exposed yesterday. The Pac-12 yeah. championship basically happens this next weekend. Is Oregon no, they at got... Washington, and that's that's the Pac-12 championship right there. Well, you have USC playing in Notre Dame this week coming weekend. Then you have Utah playing SC, and Utah owns SC. <clears throat> and then you have then they still have to play Washington, and Oregon, and UCLA. <sighs> USC. Good luck. Dude, they might lose at least. <laughs> I think luck. generously, I think generously they lose three of those games. And I think worst case, they lose four of the five games that we were talking about last night. Um, that's, that's I think that's their worst case. They still have to go to – they play at Cal. That should be a game that you should be winning. If they yeah. lose that game, they should. They may as well just sell the program. And uh, <laughs> the Big Ten may as well just rescind their invite. Their invite. Yeah. yeah. So they, this, is, this is the last thing. This is the last now. thing I'll say on. This is the last thing I'll say on, say on UCLA because I hate get, on USC because I hate getting Lincoln Riley this much exposure, and I I pose this question to all three of you. All right. If the worst case scenario were to arise, I'm not saying that this is going to happen. I think that realistically, UC, USC could probably pull out dubs in a couple of those games. Yeah. Um. I think that I think that Oregon and Utah are probably the surefire two losses. Washington. But if the worst case about Washington. Well, Utah owns SC and they do own the SC. Washington game that's at USC, right? Um, yeah, but but I'm only thinking of like is so Cam Rising is Cam Rising me, even going to be back by then? Dude, he's let, been questionable me, for 7 weeks. Yeah, so. let me let me finish though. Hold on. If the worst case scenario was to happen and USC loses, you know, 3 of those games, 4 of those games, even if they lose end up losing all of those games, what do you think happens inside that program going forward? Like, what do you think happens to that coaching staff? And I, I'm posing that question to all three of you. I think me personally, I I don't necessarily see Lincoln Riley bouncing because I know Cole, like we, we kind of talked about this last night over text message about how you think he might just dip out and go take it, go get his, go chase the bag in the NFL, get himself an NFL job. But I don't know if I see him dipping before year one in the Big Ten. Even if they go in a worst case, even if they go through this worst case scenario where they lose four or five games, just because I think it's he's still like early in his USC career, like his tenure. Like I know he didn't ex- like he wasn't expecting USC to then immediately bounce and go to the Big Ten, where it's going to be a lot harder. But I just don't know if he's gonna like leave them that soon, you know, like I think he's probably going to stay at least one more year. If in that worst case scenario, I think me personally, he's probably going to stay there a minute anyways, but I don't know. That's just me. I wouldn't even say it's going to be that much harder in the big 10 right now. If you look at it, it's the big 10 looks kind of crappy. I think the pack harder, harder in most years. That's true. The pack 12 this year that I will say is looking like mm-hmm. probably the most competitive in uh, conference top to bottom, I think he's going to stay there for a little bit because they paid him a bag and it's going to be so expensive to be able to pay him off and then bring on somebody else high profile that's worth anything and pay them. The defense will definitely get addressed and that's a a board of directors call. I, I think that they're probably going to press Lincoln to 
think about yeah. doing something. It'll be like a Jimbo Fisher situation where they're like, all right, you got you have to get like an offensive coordinator. Well, this I think they're going to like you need to get maybe special teams, but you need a new defensive coordinator. Like we're paying you too much money. I think it's ridiculous that Caleb Williams is just going to probably stay at USC just because he doesn't want to be drafted by the Bears or whoever. That's so yeah. pathetic. Thanks. But that's yeah. that's all that USC is going to do. They're just going to throw more money at the problem, and they're going to make sure that some of the like the few solid pieces that they do have, which are arguably more than just solid, they're going to stay put just because they're going to buy those like solutions. Um, yeah, no. All it is is just going to be a, like a, basically a giant pinata, and they're going to hit it, and it's going to be full of cash. Everyone that is Super greedy, which is majority of that entire program, is going to stick around. They're going to pick up all the cash that they can, hang out, and then once the opportunity presents itself to go to a, a better situation, they're going to jump shit. But I don't see that happening for a little while. Yeah. I think uh, he is a sneaky little bastard, and I think he is going to eventually sneak out of there. But I, I don't know if it happens, like, really soon like i think it happens uh maybe two three years down the line like at the soonest um just because i mean this is only his second year but i don't know chase what do you think of lincoln like Um, like the the question that i posed what what do you think about that i wouldn't doubt that he leaves but i don't think he's gonna leave this year i mean there's i mean especially when they join the big 12 there's no reason um big time i think caleb will excuse me sorry um I don't. I mean, Caleb's gonna stay and stay. I think that the first thing they do during the offseason is they're probably gonna fire their DC, and then you know, Grinch is terrible. They're, but I don't know. Maybe he. Maybe once Caleb leaves, he goes with him. To be honest, he maybe he goes to, you know, a shitty team that's gonna have the first overall pick, and he stays with his boy because they obviously have that relationship. You know, it went from Oklahoma to USC, and maybe it translates to the NFL. But I don't like Lincoln Riley, especially. Especially as being a big Sooner fan, you know I despise him. But um, I you're fraudulent, bro. You're just as fraudulent as SC. Maybe my love for the Sooners is a little fraudulent, but I do respect the Sooners, and I fucking hate SC. So, um, hey, Luis, can you pull up the uh, the picks from yesterday? I honestly was too drunk to realize how I did. I know I lost the Texas game. You are right, while while Luis pulls that up, let me let me give my take on that real quick, and then we'll move on from this fraudulent program. I think one of two things could happen. I think that if Lincoln Riley doesn't fire Alex Grinch, that is a clear sign that he is extremely loyal to him, and he wants to make sure that his friend, outside of his like coaching staff, his friend, is earning a payday still while he can. Because he's not going to get hired as a defensive coordinator anywhere in the country after this if he gets fired. No, absolutely. Yeah, so absolutely I think that if he holds on to him, that is an indicator and possibly could correlate to what his decision could be next year. Because I promise you, it ain't going to get easier in the Big Ten. Yeah. The Pac-12 is good this year. But let's be honest. Now you have the best teams of the Pac-12 going in to the Big Ten, and now every year you have to face, whether it's Michigan, Penn State, Oregon, Washington, Ohio State, you got to face those programs every year. 
it's not going to get easier. It's just a, yeah. it's just going to become a deeper conference. Yeah. So, so it's not going to get easier for him. No. And, and I think that that's a correlation of he might possibly be making sure that his dude that might be his best friend. Like I I don't know. Like Alex Grinch might just be like that dude's freaking yeah. best friend. Seriously. And he's like, I just want to make sure that you're getting your payday now because I know after I fire you, you will never get a job coaching a defense ever again. So I think he might hold on to him and then like a little fucking snake in the grass, like a, leave like a thief in the night and bounce to the Chicago Bears. Yeah. Uh, to recap, to recap our, our, uh, our week six in picks, um, we actually had a very good week for our three hosts. Um, I believe we all went five of six. Um, Chase's one game that he got wrong was the Texas game, which was, I don't know why you would ever pick such an ugly color, an ugly team and ugly, just ugly coach, (laughs) ugly all around. Um, boomer sooner all the way. I believe, um, I missed the Baylor game. I kind of just made that call because I, I I don't think tech is any good and I don't think Baylor's any good either, but whatever. Um, tech ended up winning that one. And then Cole got the Mizzou LSU one wrong. Jaden I shouldn't have gotten that wrong. I Mizzou should have fucking won that game. Yeah, Daniels. Um, I, I, I mean, shit, bro. Jaden Daniels, he still pulled through. I mean, he had a decent stat line: fifteen of twenty-one, two hundred fifty-nine, uh, three tubs, no, no picks. I mean, he he did decent. He pulled his team to the win. Um, yeah. going over to the guest, the I, guest picks Hunter. Um, he got the Texas OU game wrong, Mizzou wrong, A and M Alabama wrong. Which, by the way, that was a that was a close game. Um, I do want to give A and M a little bit of props. I didn't expect Max Johnson to be as good as he was. I, I thought A and M wasn't going to stand as much of a chance without um, Wigman, Wigman, however the fuck you say his name. But I mean, they they hung in there. They could have arguably, maybe even won had they had their starting quarterback any other day. Um, it was a good game. I watched it. Jalen Milrow, I mean, he, he had like one or two like long passes that, you know, that they scored a touchdown on. Um, so yeah, that was a, that was a good game. KU UCF, I believe KU destroyed UCF. So Braden, I think you got that one wrong. And then, and then you also picked, and then you also picked Arizona State. And I want to say, I want to oh dude, by the way, can we talk about really quick about, did you guys see what Shadur did? Hold on, hold on. He went we, one for on. six. We cannot. Braden is sitting over there just happy as a fucking clam right now. He's I can't like, see him. So. He's like, thank God they're going to skip over the fact that I went one of six. Hell Good no. Lord. <laughs> Hell no. Listen, oh my goodness. This, week. this week I have not – and basically everything I've ever predicted was going to happen, the opposite came true, and that's true in every single sport. My sports betting account is in shambles. Braid in the I, fade god. I'm asking for a life alert lifeline, like <laughs> because, dude, it's, I'm in shambles over here. Like my Scooby, my dog may not eat kibble this week. I don't know. <laughs> today we saw that. Oh god, they all let you down, bro. He could have. Let- he could have maybe even gone zero for six. With that LSU game, I, Luis, you, I, think, I think that James, I think that James has something to say to, to Braden. Oh man, hey James, 
Bro, you heard about um, fucking Brayden, right? Yeah. Hold on. He's he's fucking he's eating breakfast real quick. Let me go get his ass. Bro, can we can we give can you give me some credit? I think I've lost two games in three weeks. I think I'm what 15, 15 and two. Bro, chill, bro. Chill, James. Don't fucking do him dirty like that, bro. God damn, bro. <laughs> Jesus! Shout out to James, bro. We'll get you on. We'll get you on one of these next couple of weeks. I would love for that. I requested my a spot at the table when that happens. <laughs> Deal. I, honestly, this might also be the perfect time to go into our Buzz of Tracker updates, and then we can go back and like talk about some of the other games. Mm. Um, Buzz of Tracker standings. Our host, we all went five for six. Great performance from everyone all around. And um, Chase still, you know, just barely how, how, in, in how the league. How do you track these bozo points? Well, because you don't show up half the time. Because bo- you get bozo points for Fair. appearance, missed appearances, and then for That's, okay. uh, failure to market. Um, just because at the end okay, of the day, whoa, 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 we're whoa, all the creative whoa. directors of marketing. We don't have yeah. a marketing department, so that falls on us. Okay, I'm just saying, if we're talking bozo like like tracker based off of football You're picks. I'm one lo- right now. You're lucky you don't have 15. What? <laughs> you're gonna talk to me. You're gonna talk to me like that on my, on my show. You're my guest. Oh god. You're my guest, Braden. Oh god. You're hey, my you've guest, made about Braden. the you've made about the same appearances as Braden though. Jesus. No, I got one more, fucker. So. <laughs> oh god. So, I'm going in going into the the guest Boza tracker. I think this is the first time we've actually covered it in yeah, like on an actual episode. Um yeah, a, not a dude, damn Braden, not a good fucking week. <laughs> Picked up five bozos going one for six. What the fuck is wrong with you? What the fuck, boy? Bro, this Bozo Tracker started after hours. So, like, by the way, the guests should, in theory, have less Bozos than the hosts. And almost everyone is caught up to Cole and I, at least, bro. Hunter Hunter and Parker, shout out. Um, They're sitting pretty at six. Brayden in the lead on the guest tracker at nine. Picked up five this week. Um, Damn, bro. Yeah. Y'all are y'all are catching up to us. I mean, shit. That's funny. I don't. There's nothing to say other than just like fuck us, right? <laughs> yeah, you yeah, kind of stuck. Fuck me. Uh, Brandon, are you on any NFL games, or are you like fuck that? No, right dude, now? don't. I, 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 you missed my little segment of like right now. Like whatever I pick is going to office is going to come true. I'm also a Broncos fan, so. We're playing the yeah, Jets yeah. today, so if you I want like, an NFL Jets, pick, yeah. it's uh, here's my pick: steer clear of the Broncos Jets game. Uh, mm-hmm. I think that you're only going to lose your ass on that. Other than that, I mean, yeah. not, fuck the Chiefs. Their money line out. It's not going to pay well, but if you want something that's uh, three and a surefire win. Yeah. yeah, I mean, with well, their money line's only like minus one fifty, it's not a terrible bet. I wanna, I wanna, I wanna talk real quick about two two games um, that happened. Um, first off, did you guys catch what Shadur did after Colorado? I want that's something I've been wanting to talk about because it was really I was texting Cole about it last night. Did you guys catch what Shadur did after Colorado yeah, no. barely scraped by ASU? I was Flexing drunk in the shower. in the end zone. 
like he he goes over to the ASU student section and then does that thing that he's been doing to the other teams where he's just like flexing his watch and I'm like all right cool like that was maybe that was like honestly like whatever and I wasn't even a fan of it then like maybe it was cool the first time you did it when you were flexing it to the Nebraska Cornhuskers who by the way like they're not that good either um, but for him but for him to go up to the ASU student section flex his watch on a team that's one in five now, and that they probably should have beat by more. They barely scraped by. And to put this in the even more context, none of their wins have aged well. Like the Colorado State one, I wow. get it's a rivalry game, but let's 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 not kid ourselves. Colorado State isn't anything special either. TCU and Nebraska both trash. They have not beaten anyone good, and like now it's getting to the point where it's kind of annoying. It's like. All right, dude, like maybe they like pe- maybe people were like right about you guys to hate on you guys like the whole offseason. Let me see. It's getting a little annoying. A it's just getting a little annoying. bit too annoying for me. I'm like, you just got your ass handed to you by Oregon, and then you lose to USC, who, by the way, it turns out that they don't look that good either. So that loss, like, that's not aging that well yeah. either because it's not like USC went out and played lights out yesterday. And then, I mean, you're looking at your wins, and you haven't beaten anybody good. What what are we doing? My sister went to Arizona State, and let me. I've been. I've hung out in that that area. I've spent a lot of time at Arizona State, and let me tell you, like Shador is mistaking them for a fan base that actually cares. That fucking cares, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And like he's trying to flex, and the thing is, when you and your dad. And I guess your other brother that's, you know, fucking sideshow Bob over there is, uh, is um, you know, when you pay a PR team that much money and you're getting coached up on your publicity stunts more than your actual, like, uh, playbook before the game, you have to go run over there to the end zone to keep up your image because if what are you paying your PR team so much money for if you're not going to go over there and do what they tell you to do? It's just it's ridiculous. He's a good, he's a decent football player. I don't think he's elite. I think he's decent. But that's that's about where the buck stops with that. But they're making sure they capitalize. I mean, Dion's not missed any opportunities. That's for damn sure. I know he's uh, picked up a few more commercials and other endorsements. <laughs> me a lot of What's the what's the insurance commercial he's on? Allstate? Affleck. Yeah, it's with Nick Saban. Affleck. Oh, Affleck. Affleck. Nick yeah, Saban, yeah. yeah. And yeah, then he's um, also on, uh, what else? He, he He's like on three different commercials. He's on KFC now. Um, he's on <laughs> another, and he's on, I think on one or two more. Like, I, he has three or four commercials he's actively doing right now. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm telling you, nobody works harder than Nick Saban's PR team, or not Nick Saban. Dion. Um, Dion Sanders PR team. Are you still drunk, Brayden? Fuck, I'm dragging a little bit. I'm sorry it shows so much, but no, yeah. dude, I show up like this every time. You're all good. It brings, I've been, it brings I've been character. Told. I've been told, yeah. dude. I'm I'm slowly starting. I'm slowly starting to turn on Colorado because I was giving them props a couple weeks ago, and I even defended them when they stormed the field after beating Nebraska, and it was because at the time Same. I was. Like, at the time, it was because I was like, "All right, they went. They went one and eleven. They're, they're, they started out two and zero or three and zero or whatever. Um, it's the prime era now. It's year one of prime, and like let them rush the field. And then 
Then they rushed the field for Colorado State. Then they got destroyed by Oregon. Then they they arguably could have beat USC, but we've talked about USC. They're not that good. And and then they barely scraped by Arizona State, and now you're flexing your watch to the ASU fan base, to a program that's 1-5 right now. Um, All 23 I'm, totally, I'm, I'm I'm turning on them, bro. Like, I was, like, kind of giving them their flowers and giving them props and, like, now I'm just at a point where I'm like, dude, maybe I was right, like, in the offseason. Like, I was – maybe it was because I was blinded by the fact that I thought TCU was going to be good this year, and then when they beat TCU, I was like, oh, that's a good win. It's not a good win. It's not – none of their losses have aged well, and none of their wins have aged well, the way I see it. So, no. I, yeah. I don't know, man. I'm, I'm, I'm getting kind of fed up with it now. Like, just fucking – just go back to the lock. I get it. It's the PR. I, I understand that, and you're trying to capitalize. But, like – Shadur Sanders, in my eyes, has gone from a Heisman contender to flexing his watch to a one in five uh, student section. Like, what, what are we doing? But anyways, that, I don't yeah. want to talk too much more about about that. But um, yeah, you guys catch the ending of the Miami game? Oh my gosh, yeah, I'd love to talk about that. Yeah, if you can call it that, dude. Oh my Jesus, I was honestly flabbergasted at how you can lose a game. You found a way to lose a game from a position where you just had to kneel the ball, bro. Like, what are you doing? What are you doing? That's, yeah, that was, yeah, that's Cole's favorite play over there. I, I see <laughs> that's his favorite play over there, the kneel, the victory kneel. And I don't know what the fuck they were thinking. With 35 seconds left, the other team has no timeouts. You run it up the gut and fumble. And then not only that. But they were at their own 25, Georgia Tech, was at their own 25 with 26 seconds left, no, no timeouts. timeouts, no timeouts, and they still somehow found a way to give up a touchdown, bro. Miami's – if there's a bozo of the week, it has to be the Miami. Mario Mario Cristobal. That's that, – That's got to be one of the, the biggest coaching miscues ever. I've seen since Lincoln Riley kicked a fucking squib kick in the Rose Bowl. Dude, it, it's bad. I mean, oh. fucking, I was texting some of my other boys about it, and uh, GW said that he had a Jimbo Fisher moment. Shout out, GW. And shit, bro, I don't even know if it was that. Like, I don't even think Jimbo Fisher is, like, capable of, of fucking something up that badly. Like, that was bad. I didn't, I didn't realize that a Power 5 coach, like, had that bad clock awareness because there was – they should have kneeled it three times. I don't know what happened before the the fumble because I only caught I only watched the clip of like from that play onwards like the ending. <laughs> they kept on running it. They should have they should have kneeled the ball twice. Yeah, that's just and the game would have just been over. They're number they were number seventeen too, and now they just fucked that up. Yeah. Lost oh, they're, yeah, they're they're fucked now. You Shit. can't yeah. like. There's no excuses for that. Yeah, dude. Yeah, I mean, fuck. There's a, a couple of a couple of shit happened this weekend. I mean, that happened. We also had Notre Dame lose to Louisville. Sam Hartman yeah. didn't have that good of a game. That was, a good... that that was, was crazy. Good, I didn't expect that. I didn't expect that at Jack all. Jack Plummer is actually kind of legit. The Louisville quarterback. They're a better program than they get credit for. Louisville. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Louisville's six and zero now. Yeah, yep. Jack Plummer is actually kind of nice with it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I actually I like what what Louisville is doing right now. I mean, I wouldn't have picked them to win that game. I I thought that Sam Hartman was much better than that. 
and that really disappoints me because I'm a big Sam Hartman fan. I'm, Same, bro. I'm a stan, I'm a, I'm a stan but yeah. like, man, yeah. you can't really you can't really defend him after that performance because he just he put his team in bad bad situations, bad situational football all around by Notre Dame. Yeah, um, I mean they. Oh, fuck, that's gonna be a tough game to call now when they play USC because I was really high on Sam Hartman. I think I've been calling Sam Hartman a man for weeks now just because he is a man and he's got a luscious beard to prove it. Um, but yeah, bro, I mean, he outside of his picks, it was an okay day. Like he had two fifty yards, two tubs, twenty two of thirty eight. But those three picks really just fuck, man. That's not good. So like the SpongeBob movie. Once you get facial hair, you become a man, right? <laughs> I'm still waiting on mine. Yeah. Hey, you got a, a nice little shadow going, Brayden. I haven't seen that. Yeah, I. Uh, this is. Uh, I'm waiting, man. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta, right, Brayden. Give me. I gotta lock in my bets before the 10 a.m. game. Sorry to go off trap. Uh, Brayden, you said stay away from the Broncos Jets. Uh, I mean, it's just going to be, I think, an absolute dumpster fire, man. Like, I don't think that necessarily. It's all with people hitting, the, hitting themselves over I the head. I think that Zach Wilson actually played a great game last week. Shout out, and I don't know. but I, I got to lock something in, but I'm listening, I promise. Well, shoot, should we, uh, should we go over our picks for next week? Yeah, yeah. I uh, have compiled a list. We've got seven, seven good matchups. Um, I'm hoping we get the same variability that we had last week, but mm, yeah, we can we can start going through these. Some of these are uh, some of these are good. Some of these, I feel like some people will all pick the same team. But I mean, again, you never know. But our first matchup, and again, since the AP poll hasn't come out, these are last week's rankings. But you know, just keep in mind this week's results. But we have number 21 Mizzou at number 20 Kentucky. So who wants to go Damn. first? Mizzou. Mizzou at – I'm sorry, can you repeat that? Mizzou and who? Mizzou Kentucky. at Kentucky. Oh, shit. Did Kentucky, Kentucky drop one this past weekend? Uh, I, no, well, Kentucky, Kentucky got dicked by Georgia 51-13. to 13. Uh, Georgia finally, like, started to put it together. Carson Beck, I wrote down his stat line because I was kind of impressed with what he did. 28 of 35 for 389, four touchdowns and one pick. Um, I didn't watch that game, but I had, so a lot of the commentators, a lot of the people on ESPN and stuff were saying like they were impressed with what they did and how they're finally putting it together. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm a big, I'm a big Mike Stoops fan. Obviously I love the Stoops family. Uh, but unfortunately I got to go against the grain. I think Missouri's against every bone in my body. I don't want them to be good, but I think they actually are pretty good. So they got yeah, three like Missouri in that game. They probably yeah, should have won I gotta, that game. Yes, I got I got to go Missouri on that one. I take Missouri <clears> as well. Uh, do I want to go against everyone? I'll say this, dude. Mike Mike Stoops is a great coach. Kentucky's a good football team. I mean, they played the best team in the nation yesterday. So I don't really know how much of an indicator that is. The for them going right up now. against, I'm gonna, but I'm gonna once again, I'm yeah. gonna once, I'm gonna once again show my big nutsack and uh, go against <laughs> everyone. I've done it a couple times as far. I, I don't give a shit. I'm going with Kentucky. I think they did get pounded yesterday, but again, Georgia's the number one team in the country. Apparently, Carson Beck is a really good quarterback. They're playing at home, so that's another thing. Um, 
I'm going to take Kentucky like in this one. I'm going to be the sole believer in them, and then we'll see what Parker and Hunter think. Um, the, the second round is going to be able to understand what the Kentucky fans are saying. They don't even – they hardly speak English. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's like that one – the one character from, like, the Wild Thornberries or whatever. Uh, that's yeah. what they sound like. <laughs> that's funny. The second matchup <laughs> oh, we got oh we got Miami fresh off of a, a fucking bozo show at the end of that game at number fourteen UNC. I can go first for this one. Um I'm gonna go I'm gonna go UNC at home. I think Miami is still gonna give them a good game. I think they'll probably get their shit together to a degree um after that like ending. But I, I like Drake May. I like UNC. I I was hanging out with one of my UNC buddies this weekend, um, Justin. Shout out, Justin. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to take Tar Heels. That's so See, I need to see spreads. I don't know. I, like, I can't just – No, 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 no. This is, not, this is not a – we're looking at spreads in, in the houses first. This no, is, no, no, Because, mm-hmm. to be this honest, is, I was – We're making our I, picks. I was drunk yesterday. I have no idea besides USC losing. I think Colorado won. Um, I don't remember much. I think after, Oklahoma like, won too. I don't know though. I I don't know. I have to watch that on ESPN after this. But no, um, no, no, no. you're giving your pick today, buddy. Right now, <laughs> he's like, I need to see the statistics. You know, it's crazy. I need to see the statistics like... so that I can go six and six. Hey, I've lost two games in three weeks. I'm not bad. Now we know but, why, because you're not making bold picks and because you're probably looking at in-depth analysis when the yeah. rest of us are just making picks on the fly. We're just using our fucking balls to make picks, buddy. Is it at North Carolina? It's at yes. North Carolina. Give me Mac Daddy Brown in my car <laughs> All right. Daddy Brown. I'm going to say yeah, that's I- easy. Also, Cole, remember, uh, this is off the pod, but you said you were going to kick my ass in fantasy. Travis Etienne has 40 points, so just letting you know, I might be coming for you. That's cool, bud. That's cool, bud. Same. Same. I, cool. Especially Especially when, uh, when I swap Allen, in. Uh, Devontae Adams, Bijan Robinson, Devon Ocane or Ashane. Travis Jones, you still have to play. Your boy, your boy yeah, ain't looking too good. I have, I have four first-round picks on my team. Wow. So, Waiver wire's crazy. That's fine, buddy. Right, shut the fuck happen. up and let Cole make All right, All right. My, my pick, I'm, I'm also going North Carolina. Um, I, I think that Drake May is probably the second best quarterback um, that's going to be going into the NFL. I think that he has a lot of potential. I think he has a lot of arm talent. I think he's extremely accurate. And I think that at home, Miami gets the job done against a Miami team that's coming off of a really bad – coaching loss okay looks like we all go unc across the board (laughs) no i gotta save this one for last this matchup for last this will be the last one but our third matchup uh usc the winkin wileys the caleb williams against sam hartman in notre dame at notre dame this is a tricky one now yeah notre dame but Oh, right yeah, I'll, 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 I'll go. I'm going to go Notre Dame as well. Um, I think that that's actually going to be a pretty good game. But USC is coming off of two wins that should have been 
won by three or four touchdowns, and they barely scraped by. Notre Dame is coming off of two losses, and I think that they are still a very good football team. And I think that in the end, it's going to be the experience of the Notre Dame, um, the, the Notre Dame team, that ends up putting them over the over the over the hump in the end. I think it's also going to come down to the fact that Sam Hartman, I think, is still a great quarterback, and he had a very bad game last week. And I think that he this this might be his redemption game. I think he has a he has a breakout performance against arguably the worst defense in Division One college football. Uh, so yeah, especially at home, I got to go Notre Dame. Uh, go ahead, Chase. It looks like you're about to you say something. You guys wanted a bold pick? I'll give you a bold pick. I'm going to take the Trojans in this one. Okay. I, uh, I hate to – I'm not rooting for them, so I won't be mad if they lose, but for my Bozo tracker points, I got to take the take the Trojans in, uh, to beat Notre Dame on the road. You don't want the points. Like, you understand, uh, right? I'm sorry? You don't want the points, so you understand that part, right? <laughs> Raiden, you went one for six, buddy. You went he one said, for six. Chase said, "I need to keep building my lead." <laughs> yeah. Bro, but you went Raiden, one for but six. Raiden's like, but Raiden's like, yeah, bro. Six. I I know. I got all the points last week. That's why mm-hmm. I'm telling you, you don't yeah. want them. Okay. Well, maybe we can work together, Braden. But you went one for six, so damn, bro. Yeah, but when you have a perfect week or a week above five hundred, then maybe you can start talking shit. This this is a oh Jesus Christ. This is a tough one. Um, just because. Cole, you said Caleb Williams is the best player in the country. I agree. I think he may as well just just be the best football player in the country. I'm I'm struggling to decide whether I think Sam Hartman and Notre Dame can bounce back or if this was like just a one-off. Um, I think, but I, I kind of do agree. I think what's going to make the difference is Caleb Williams will probably have a good game, but I saw Arizona get after him a lot during that game. And I think yeah. – they got after him a lot. Like he was sacked a lot before that this. offensive that offensive line was in shambles. I think I think yeah, I think they uh they I think Arizona's D line like they just faded because it was getting later into the game and then you go into overtime, so then like then it just comes down to who's better and Caleb Williams is better than everyone else on their team. Um but they are playing at Notre Dame. That's a tough place to play. I did see Notre Dame hold Ohio State to a cut like very few points um not to say Ohio State is like 2017 Oklahoma's offense but uh yeah I'm gonna also go to Notre Dame I think I like them to come back and and have a little bounce back win I also just think USC is overrated I don't think they're the ninth best team in the country I as far as I'm concerned I think this was an L this week for them and I think yeah I'm picking Notre Dame um, our next matchup, this one is uh, this is an interesting one. We got Texas A&M at number 22, Tennessee. Go ahead, uh, oh, Mr. Uh, Bozo. Go ahead. Let's see what you got. So I, my girlfriend went to A&M and my sister goes to Tennessee. So I got to mm. – <sighs> That's a tough one, man. AM still looks Yeah, decent. that's a tough game. That's a tough game. AM still AM still looks decent with their backup, dude. Like he he had a good game. Like they didn't fall apart. Like they they're still a decent football team. They only lost to Miami good. and to Alabama, who are decent football teams. Yeah. I mean, oh my gosh. Uh, 
because who's Tennessee? Tennessee has lost to. They lost to Florida. They did lose. Yeah, they lost to me... Florida. I want to say they. I don't think they played this week, but I want to say they played South Carolina the week before and they beat them. Florida. Yeah, they beat South Carolina. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, dude, give me A and M. Okay. I'll say this. This is my pick. I, I think that this might be. This has game of the week written all over it. Dude, Neyland is a tough place to play, and obviously A and M fans. A and M fans know that. Oh. I got to give the home team a slight advantage in this game. And I, I already know GW, Emilio, those guys, they're all going to fucking come after my head for saying this. But I, I think actually, actually, Emilio, actually, actually, Emilio gave us a little leeway because he did see the logic of us picking Bama because of their yeah, quarterback so, now. So be, because Tennessee is at home and because I know how tough of a place it is in Neyland Stadium – I think I got to give Tennessee the upper hand in that game. Just barely. I, I wouldn't take a spread. I would take money line. Like that, that's, a is, tough, that's a tough game. I can go but next. Yeah. I'll, um, I think this is the same as the Bama game where it's just going to be a close game. It's probably going to be a toss-up. Yeah. It's going to be a game that A&M very well could win, just like the Bama game. That one we were spot on. We said it was going to be a close game that any team can win, and that's essentially what happened. I mean – Fuck, man. I'm gonna. I think I'm also gonna go Tennessee just by hair, just because they're playing at home now. I think the deciding factor this week was that they didn't have their quarterback, and I think the deciding factor this next week will be that Tennessee's playing at home and they're coming off of a bye week, which is huge. Yeah. And they also before that beat South Carolina by like 20 or something. So I'm gonna also take uh, Tennessee. Um, my brothers, my A&M brothers, please don't crucify me for picking against you guys twice. I'm sorry. Um, we'll see what happens, but yeah, Chase. I'll I'll add this real quick. I I I'll, do I'll I can't see Texas A and M winning. I can't see Texas A and M winning. I don't think anyone I, is I'm, beat I'm someone else. Tennessee. I don't think anyone beats someone else by more than one score in this game. Yeah, I agree. Go ahead, Chase. I've seen the future. I've, I've I was there. I know it. Vols by six. Shout out more. Shout out Tennessee. We're going to by six. Balls by six. Oh, shit. Market, balls by six at home. Give it to me. All right. Yeah. Matchup number five. Mr. Chase, you might have to be the first one to pick this oh, one. Yeah. I already know. I UCLA already know. Bruins at number 15, Oregon State. Bro. Oh, oh. Oregon State at home is dominant. Um, You know, they're doing their thing, but, I mean – Washington State put up a bunch against them, and UCLA pretty much dominated Washington State on the, the de- defensive side of the ball. I think it'll be a close game as well. Um, Dante Moore is probably going to throw for a pick six in the first drive or so for UCLA, so they're going to start the game down 7-0. But their defense is going to limit DJ, and I think my boys are going to pull it out UCLA by three. UCLA by three, says Chase. UCLA by three. Nope, it's Oregon State. It's easy. <laughs> Bro, I can't take you seriously. You look like a fucking conehead right now. I'm with yeah. Brayden. Oregon State. That's DJ, it. I'm going Oregon State. I like DJ. DJ. 
Let me let me give you guys a little stat right here. Oregon State, when when playing at home, they have not allowed more than ten points. Oregon when State might have been. UCLA is a defensive team. And it don't matter. We're not even going to put up ten points. Absolutely. Or UCLA is definitely a defensive team, but yeah. also they've still got a really good offense. DJ is playing great. I want to pick UCLA. It's okay. I really do. But I got to go Oregon State. I respect it. It's going to be close, man. UCLA does have a good, a really fucking good defense. They don't have the best defense in the country, Chase. I don't know what the fuck you're drinking. After they beat in top 10. Gonna, you know top, top 10. Top they're 10. Limit, I don't think they have number one, though. They are going to limit DJ to under 250 yards. and Okay, that's 249, then that he'll throw. <laughs> yeah. The under 250. I said what I said. Okay, 249 and, and four will, And they will force two turnovers, <laughs> and they will win by three. I have seen the future, just like I was in, in I was in Tennessee. I hope that happens, by the way. I really do. They, I would I'm love to you, see bro. UCLA win that game. I've been I just, saying I, it since week Oregon one. Oregon State's dude. good. UCLA's the defense two, is baby. elite. On, I'm riding with them. I'm riding with the Pac-2 champions, the future Pac-2 champions. Um, Yeah. Looks like Whatever, Chase is once again putting his nuts out on the line. Going yeah, you guys said I'm not bold enough. I like it, Chase. I like it, Chase. I've seen the future. Did I just gaslight you into making those picks, though? You uh, No, maybe the SC, you kind of gaslighted <laughs> me into making a bold pick. But the UCLA, I'm going to root for my Bruins regardless. So. Well, now, hey. we, uh, now, dude, all right, this matchup, number six. This is the fucking, this is the cream of the crop. We got Bo Nix against Michael Banis. Wow! Out, out, Washington, Oregon at Washington. Oh, that's a that's a good one, bro. Washington. That's, that's our that's our featured matchup. If there was one, I think Washington mm. win the national championship. You're oh, whoa! I can't, I can't I can't say. Holy that fuck! Clip that. No, dude. Are you serious? He's drunk. Yeah, Penix, Penix is winning the Heisman, and he's going all the way. He's nasty. I'm a Michael I'm a believer. Penis. All right, so obviously so, taking Washington. Um, okay, Cole. Oh my gosh, that's a that's I don't, fucking I don't, crazy. I don't like, I in don't this, like in last game. week's poll, they both are coming off bye weeks. By the way, they didn't play this week, and it's number eight against number seven in the most recent poll. Yeah, let's see. Yeah, the new AP um, hasn't dropped yet. All right, all right, all. Fuck. Yeah, I. Who do you believe in, the Knicks or the penis? Mm. <laughs> I think I, I think I, I believe in penis. The Michael I had a feeling penis. It was. I think I believe in penis. I, they're at home. I do agree. I think Michael Penix right now might be the Heisman, um, and I think that after this week he'll probably be the the front runner. I think. Yeah, I think I got to go Washington. I really like. I will say this though. I really like Oregon, and I wouldn't be surprised if if Oregon won the game. But I think that Michael Penix is a slightly better quarterback. Who's their wide receiver? I mean, he's. Is it just a dog? I don't know. Uh, it's um. What's his name? Shoot. A um, Dube or something like that. Like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. TJ, okay. TJ, Whatever. TJ Jackson. Yeah, TJ Jackson. Chase, have you you've seen TJ Jackson, right? 
Hold on, Chase. Chase. <laughs> have you have you seen the numbers that TJ Justin has been putting up? I don't give a fuck about TJ. Give me oh ducks God. by five. Give me the ducks by five. Okay, but TJ. Yeah, can you at least shit. acknowledge? Does this guy know ball? Can you at least acknowledge that TJ Jackson is putting up numbers right Bro, now? You start, you start for UCLA. I've never heard of TJ Nutsack because Bo Nix is all I've heard of. <laughs> Ducks by five. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go Washington. Whoa! Give me the ducks, bro. Oh, oh, also, man. I'm also riding with him. I I know this is a close one. I know it's a toss up. I know Michael Bayness is gonna be really good, but I also think Bo Nix is gonna be really good. Um, shit, man, that's a tough one. But yeah, give me the ducks. Bang. It's Oduze. I'm pretty sure is the name of that receiver that they have. That's just nasty. Yeah. Let's let the record show that Chase didn't know about who the leading Belenic, like the re- leading guy in the Belenikov race is. Yeah, I can't believe you don't know who TJ Jackson is. I still come on here, you know. I've come on here three times, in my, <laughs> but I still dominate with my picks. So I said what I said. All right, well, give us an give an apology to TJ Jackson because he's he's arguably just as good as Marvin Harrison Jr. TJ Nutsack, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Bonix. That's all I care about. I said what I said. All right, Cole, Braden. Hey, do we have any more matchups? Or is that it? That's it. That's our six matchups. We uh, we everyone went with Mizzou over Kentucky except for me. We all went UNC. Um, right down the middle split between Oregon and Washington. You uh, Chase was the only one to pick USC over Notre Dame. We all went. Tennessee, except for Braden, he's going AM. And then Chase is the only one picking UCLA over Oregon State. So we've got some oh man, this is gonna be a tough one. This is yeah. gonna be a tough Bozo tracker uh, week next week. So we'll see what Parker well, and Hunter are about. All right, let's hear some tubs. Let's hear some tubs of the week, boys. Oh yeah. I think I think Cole you're you gotta no, be no, no, I'm gonna let yeah, I'm gonna let Bra- I'm gonna let Braden go first. What's your tub of the week, buddy? My tub of the week. I need a more. Yeah, so, so we we uh, I thought that we did this with you before, but we we basically just like say like a highlight of our week, like a tub, just like a a big highlight of the week. See, Braden, yeah. uh, to be honest with you, I thought when we were starting, we talked about tubs. I thought we were talking about like different things. I didn't know it meant a highlight of the week, so I got a little. What weird did you about think? What... what did you think we were talking about, buddy? I I thought it was more of the rubs part than the tubs part. So what I do you little... What do you mean? What do you mean by that? <laughs> I just I didn't know the tub was tub a celebration, the and then uh, so mm. Braden, yeah, yeah, very tub interesting. Of, no more tub of the week. Um, honestly, I was just like blown away by uh, Anaya Smith, his punt return. Oh, I, Anaya Smith, dude, he <laughs> this is I like. That's, that's it, dude. That thing was – he's just – every week he has just some crazy punt return that's just nasty, and I think he's the best return man in college football, and it's electric to watch. Yes, I agree. I actually did watch that game, and I did see that punt return that you're talking about, and that dude was making dudes miss all over the field. I do think Anaya Smith is indeed probably the best returner in college football right now. So I guess Braden's tub of the week was that he got to see Anaya Smith make some people look stupid. Um, yeah. 
There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Chase, Chase, what about you? Man, you know what, man? I think my tub of this week is my my Bruins winning, you know, coming out of a tough game, you know, being here and talking to you guys, recapping it, and I'm surprisingly not too hungover, so I think that's kind of a win. And um, that's about <laughs> it. Good. I'm just happy to be here. Sweet. I, I showed up. I showed up. When, when it mattered. When it mattered. Yeah. Oh, yeah. My, uh, my tub of the week, I had a great Saturday, actually. I went over the Katy Trail to watch the Red River game. Um, with a couple of coworker friends and some uh, some guys, um, a lot of them from the burnt orange side of the Red River, um, and I got to see a really good fu- fucking football game. Got to see OU win, and I don't want to necessarily say fraud check Texas because they're still a good team, but it was nice to see them lose. It was nice to see Oklahoma vindicate me because I have been a believer in them. So yeah, I would say that the Red River game for me. Mr. Bulbu, we've all been waiting for. Glasses <coughs> have come off. Embracing myself. Can we get a little little music for this one? Oh God, here we go. Take, oh yeah. Take your you, hey, take your glasses and hat off when you speak to adults. Yeah. <laughs> He's talking to you, Braden. You don't need to right now, then. No, I can't play the music because it's connected to my AirPods. But... Well, let's get a little dance going. Let me just let me just say this. A little jig. You can call it a bounce back, <laughs> but don't call it a comeback <laughs> because we never left. Boomer. The Oklahoma Sooners. We don't say Oklahoma is back. We never left. We never left. <laughs> Congrats on the win, Louis. I can't. That's all I have to say about that. Oh, man. Well, boys, it's been real. Looking forward to next week, and hopefully... Uh, we got a, we got a special up. episode next week with uh, Mr. Bull Brewer coming into town. Oh, shit. You guys are gonna, he's going to be in Texas next week? Yep. Cole's coming in yeah. for uh, our featured garbage matchup of the week. We've got BYU against TCU. That'll be fun. We'll probably end up just doing the episode here. Um, Love it. So we got Owen coming into town too next week. Hell yeah, yeah, bro. I was gonna say we, we should all meet up at at, uh, at Hunter's place and film film an episode. Let's do it, man. He's got a That'd very nice crazy. game room that we can use. Well, oh, I'll yeah. be here in spirit and uh, just send the link and I'll be on. Or or you could you could fly out, bro. I don't have a job. You can stay in my you can stay in my closet. I'll hang out with James Draws. Me and Draws can hang out. You can stay out. Yeah, James is in. Uh, James stays in my closet most nights. So if you want, you can spend the night with him. And then I, I reckon Cole and Emma will be out on my lazy boy and on the couch. I love it. I appreciate the offer. Episode Rap. seven in the books. Uh, we have a very happy host right here. There's only one. Horns down. Like I said, we never left. We never left. God, watch Look that it. smelly shit. I can smell your jersey from here. Jesus. Boomer Sooner. Boomer Sooner. Boomer. Where's Quinn Sewer?